When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for turning on our conversation with Noah Cyrus. She has a brand new incredible album out. It's also her debut album. It's called The Hardest Part. It totally deserves your ear, but we're going to talk all about it. Plus, we're going to talk life, her battle with addiction, her family, and everything in between. There's so much to get to. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's Noah Cyrus. Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for joining us. That's Dan. Uh, that's Noah Cyrus. And I'm Zach. Let's go. And this is Zach's flannel. Yeah. <laughs> we have no blanket. And so I, you nice. Know, I, you look outstanding. Thank you so much. And I am, it's so, I haven't seen you in a second. And like the second I saw you and I saw your crew, I was like, I had to ask them what year an event that like, you did an event at Urban Outfitters. And I was a part of it, and I really lost track of time in a really sick way. Well, see, I have... I'm having a hard time remembering, like... Because Lonely must have come out. It came out after July? That is... And then yeah. and then the EP came out? That is in 2019, right? It says the end of everything was out in 2020. The end of everything was out in 2020. See, it's terrible. I don't know this, actually. <laughs> I, but I get it. I think it all goes into like everything we'll kind of talk about later. But like, I, you know, that was a difficult time for me, those like years. And I think I have forgotten a lot of that time. But it's kind of spotty memory for me a bit. I don't know if that's like a mental blockage or that I'm doing like on purpose. Yeah. Or like um, really what that is, but like a lot of it's kind of spotty. I mean, I was also taking Xanax, which is a very forgetful drug. Totally. Um, so like I, I'm that must have a lot to do with it. Um, but well, I definitely like for me, it's uh, that seems like a complete lifetime ago, and I feel like a completely different person from even like in that moment. But um, there's something really special in that though, right? Like that the human, like that we as humans have that ability to, yeah. to evolve in a way that like we can change and grow to a point where who we used to be seems like such a distant memory and truly like somebody else to a certain degree. What is it like to write about moments that you've tried to black out or just through other means can't remember you know what i really write i haven't really found that an issue yet i really i really kind of wrote a lot of the songs speaking for this album um majority of them kind of during or before like there's kind of a stretched out time period like i wrote the song unfinished when i was 16 15 like and then rewrote it as I like got older and experienced different things and like changed a lot of the lyrics and so like I kind of wrote a lot in the moment and then a lot 
after. So I don't, I don't really have problems with memory about I, writing whenever it comes to writing. So I want to get into like what writing means while you're going through everything else in terms of processing, but unfinished, starting when you're so young, there had to be an active decision to hold that song or it wasn't ready to release at that time. It always felt way more mature than I was because I also wrote it with much more mature people. I wrote it with Dan Wilson and Ilse Juber. Um, and so I was in the room. I mean, also I was like 15, 16 years old in the room with so much, like at the time, much older people than me. Yeah. So I was writing much more mature songs. And I think that's probably why my writing matured so quickly. Um, I also grew up very quickly and I was also very mature by a very young age. Um, but like when I originally, when we originally wrote Unfinished, I wrote 17 and I'm still afraid and I wasn't even 17. So I was kind of writing this hypothetical situation and I felt I didn't really want to put it out because it didn't meet, it didn't connect to me enough yet. I, it was way beyond my years and like I wanted to, I loved the story and as I kind of made that story of my own or found in in reality uh i made tweaks here and there and and you know made it my real story now how much of that story that you put out in writing in a song uh actually came true years later all of it is that scary it's so i literally i was talking about it the other day like it felt like i kind of probably wrote that in for myself for that to just happen to me inevitably or something yeah. um That's, you manifested in yeah, some I way completely ma manifested that happening to me um but i i definitely have had that story that story now goes with a certain someone and it has its own memory to it and that's why exactly why i wanted to hold on to it and also felt like i wanted it to be a part of something special because it was special did it all uh it, that like gave me goosebumps. Like, was it all? Did it always have that meaning that it has today, or it took time for it to? It took time. It took, and I wrote the song when I was again fifteen, sixteen. I remember my mom driving me to that session, so like I didn't have a license, um, and so uh, when I was nineteen, and I and I lived something very extremely so to the of what the song is about I just did these little changes here and there well the, the really the 19 and I'm still afraid east and west like there were just little things that had little tweaks like little words but not not too much really changed I always even even the structure of its original um production has stayed the same I just I, I always liked that original production production it seemed so classic um, and I just, I wanted to, I wanted it to feel, I wanted it to feel like the Eagles. Even when I, even whenever I'm, even when I'm in rehearsal, I just love to like turn around to the band and be like, man, are we the Eagles? Um, because that would be my dream come true. But, Sis, um, you, you hit on a real word there though with classic. Thank you. That's what this body of work is giving. Thank you so much. The hardest part is the album. It starts off with standstill and to talk about classic, sis, like, my gosh. Oh my God. Thank it's you. It's so good. Thank it's you. It's a sonic journey. But, like, thank it, you. why do you start the album with that? 
Um, you know, when I had written Stand Still, I just knew that this would start my album. Um, it was the first song. Mm, I had written a lot about, about myself, but a lot of it was centered around heartbreak. Mm. Um, and I wanted to kind of shine light on me personally and who I love and who I where I come from and um, who I take after and also I'm very similar to my dad my dad inspired a lot of this record um, it just seemed to sum up a lot of the record into one song and give you this kind of preview of where you're what you're going to get throughout the rest of the album. Um, I also felt as if, I felt like people kind of with albums, you don't really get a lot of listeners that actually listen to your full record. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like what someone's gonna do is click the first song on oh. your album. And like, I, I knew I was saying something with this song and I knew that I was telling something really real and personal and I had something to say I wanted people to listen I didn't want it to just be a skip through on my album um and I also felt like my fans knew me but they didn't know what I was really going through or what I was really dealing with on the inside I had talked about men my mental health but I also felt when I look back at that I felt like I was being stronger than I really felt or putting on a, I, I, I felt like I was, um, I was needing a lot of the help that I was trying to give. And that's, so, go ahead. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Because there is something conscious and subconscious in that. Like, you know the help you need. Why, what held you back from seeking what you knew was required to at least manage what was going on I mean I think I was really afraid to feel the pain pains of life and dealing with life and a lot of the things I needed to be okay with in myself and in my past and I needed to comfort a lot of things that haven't been comforted and um I, I mean, avoiding that and numbing and, and silencing all of that out is so much better and more comfortable and easier than facing it head on. Totally. I was just, I, I was, I, I just, I had felt that pain for so long. I had found an escape, so I thought. Um, and I was just, I was afraid, I, I afraid of changing that comfortability so what what role is music playing through all of this are you writing as you're feeling and experiencing and really going through this journey all a bit of both it was you know there were a couple songs like stand still loretta and my side of the bed but a lot of the songs were during uh or like unfinished again i said like was before yeah. but i mean music to me 
is for me it was like my only outlet um other than you and I were talking about therapy but like I I'm very I I keep everything inside I don't I'm it's hard for me to really like I'm it's not hard for me to speak what I'm thinking or how I feel um but it takes me a while to get it out and it's also internal and and trapped inside of me um I get that yeah does that make sense 100 percent. where it's like yeah like like no one's gonna hear it the way you hear it inside yourself mm -hmm. and like when you spend so much time with it and you ruminate on it and it plays such a big role in your it is your everyday existence it's hard to it is hard to get it out i feel that in so many different areas of life just like not communicating effectively Okay, yeah, we you said we were gonna touch on. Yeah, like, but like, do, do you, I text? Huh? You yeah, can't get yeah, out. Yeah, my text yeah, messaging. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you're really gonna what a transition! I like it. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, because I, I, you invited me yesterday. But I'm not hurt. No, I. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> Does yeah, it sound Zach like I'm bitter? No, but Zach has a problem where he never responds to anybody's text messages, and he gets called out for it. All no, the because time. I see them, and then like, I, it's so bad, and then they get overwhelming and they go no, all the way down. No, but I understand. And it's okay because I do the exact same thing. And I actually, when I had texted you that, I looked and I had missed a text from Zach but, the last but, time he texted me. But, so, you know what? I like that. Uh, no, so we're no, we're both so similar. Actually, we're actually, no, we really you fuck and with I, each other you and very I are hard. really similar yes. people. So like I told, and we both have a very strong love for Lisa Momberger. Oh my God. <laughs> the fact that she's gonna freak out if this makes it to the internet. Yeah, I love. We do. I love Lisa. Yeah, we both. That Lisa's. I mean, wow. You've never met Lisa. That's wait. such a discipline. I feel bad for you that you haven't met her. Aren't you guys? Wait. She's a, yeah. She's a good friend of mine. Yeah. How have um, you never met? Lisa? Well, Dannon's okay. So here's the real tea. Lisa, Lisa and I are good friends, but are Dan and I good friends? I mean, oh, okay. No, I mean, no, no, no. We are good. We're friends. We care about each other very much, but we don't hang out with each other socially. Yeah, we spend like you know ten hours a day with each other here. Why would I want to see him when I leave? Okay, did this start as a friendship? <laughs> Who the hell is Lisa Momager? <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into that. Your right. debut album. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, the hardest part, baby. There's right. a, a this album. I don't want to assume, but it sounds like it's made purely for you. Okay, it it, it is it is in a way. I mean, it wasn't, but. It it is very um like it is extremely personal. I mean the very first song on the record is titled Noah. Mm -hmm. So it is very it is written directly about my personal story experience and it's definitely auto Biographical? Is it bio bi bi biographical? Biographical. What did I just say? <laughs> biographical. <laughs> Autobiographical. <laughs> okay, we're not putting that in there. Um, uh, but I definitely like uh, put so much into every song. Um, such like intimate experiences as well yeah. um and like pretty tough 
experiences and things that are pretty hard to look back at and a bit hard to listen to like one song in particular with my side of the bed um like the just certain which is my favorite song on the album but it's definitely like a tough place to go back to what makes it your favorite um whew, that's a, tough i i spent that song's just a complete i mean the whole album's a labor of love completely i just love the album through and through and you can hear it like the, the the musicianship is superb it's stupid like i listened to it this morning on my freaking car speakers turned it all the way up the layers it is the, all live instruments i'm assuming it is yeah that was so important for me to create something because i was kind of headed that way with end of everything and um you always i i feel like a lot like in my opinion, like you thrive around real musicians because you are a real musician. Thank you. Like, um, I feel like with this album in particular, I got to really discover my own musicianship for the very first time and like really get to find what that sounds like and um, was the first time I felt really a part of that process. I've been in the room and I've been a part of that process but in pop rooms, I feel like I've experienced more like you're sitting in a room. Um, in my earlier sessions, like pop pop sessions, I felt like you're in a room and a producer is like making something. And then once there's a track kind of ready, you're like, okay, you're listening to a loop. And then you're... Top line or whatever. Yeah, where I kind of like, I mean, I just like starting, like finding chords, everybody like together writing and like starting, start to finish, like starting with nothing and ending with something. Like that's, so um, I lost my train of thought, sorry. How, how do you pick collaborators when you're writing stuff that is so personal and you're going in in such a vulnerable state? Like, do you go in with lyrics done or are you going in blank slate just really ready to spill? It depends on like the session because the last two years, I really haven't, I mean, I've written with a few people here and there other than PJ, but PJ and I have just really, PJ Harding, he's yeah. executive producer on my album as well. But um, just with our EP and my last EP and this new music and um, our next, Thing that we're gonna do together and we love making music together we never want to stop making music together so um i i've really found something special with him and um he's i've i've never thought i would have like a writing partner like where we're like a little duo <laughs> but like we're a little duo and it's so cute and i love i love writing with him or or like writing songs and then sending it to him and seeing what he thinks and then he'll shoot me an idea and I'll shoot him one back and whether it's like him just saying like oh use or instead of and I'll be like oh okay that's great and then I'm like you know that's the most he'll sometimes touch a song you know what I mean of of mine and um or we'll just start and write together from scratch you know but I've found something so real with him um that i haven't really found anywhere else i just love i love writing with pj so much he's so incredible at what point in the process are you bringing in other musicians and like really building out this sonic scape um mike and i 
I had like rough demos of like the album, um, but like majority of them, let's see, like ma- majority of like the guitar records that are just mostly acoustic and stuff like that, they were just like little voice memos when we started. So Mike and I would just do it by week each like player would come in and like record oh, wow. every song so like we had like the bones of everything but like we'd have harmonica week we'd have <laughs> strings week we'd have banjo so week. you slowly we'd... build it out yeah oh, that's so cool yeah and then we'd have drums week or whatever yeah it was fun the drums drums and pedal steel were my favorite bits to arrange on this record pedal steel is my favorite instrument of all time it's just such a beautiful instrument but um doing the drums with Mike was so fun. My drummer, Elias, who's played with me since I was 16 years old, who's so incredible, came and played on the record. And Mike and I are so fucking stupid. We're in the yeah. we're in the fucking like live room trying to air drum out what we want to Elias. And I am a fucking terrible drummer. And I'm just like, Elias, follow my arms in the air. Like, um, and that's that's the song, the hardest part, the title track that we just had like, a whole big time uh, producing in the studio with Mike. Uh, it was great. How exciting. Yeah. And, and also like- So fun. Yeah. It was so fun. I had the best time in my entire life making this album. And it, it really like, um, I mean, meeting Mike and uh, having him when I really needed someone and something and a friend and uh something good to work towards like he it walked into my life at the perfect time and um it completely saved it i truly believe that as well saying that how hard is it to craft a record like mr perkison Writing, you mean the writing the, side or the... I mean, yeah, like even to come with that idea. I mean, it starts with the pills. Yeah, that's... Uh, the pills aren't as... as uh, Those are... That's Advil. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, it's like... That's literally just an Advil bottle in Jason Evigan's studio. It's... Yeah. Did the job. Yeah, it did the job. Um, that's literally just Advil. Um, uh, whose idea was that? The... It really hooks you. I mean... My, Jason's mine, everybody. I, I didn't... I mean, we were using it as shakers. Uh, like the shaker on there is a is the pills are the pills as well, uh. So then I think Jason just you know tried it in the beginning. Um, but um, that song also originally was like I mean starting in the room with Evigan was a much more it wasn't like it was the same structure and sound. The only thing that really we kind of added to the song was everything being played live completely like new like live drums or live sample sound the like that that beginning pedal steel (laughs) that was like a a like sample of something before and like whatever but but why is it important to get rid of the sample and put it with something real i don't know i just this album is so organic and real and raw emotionally Mm. and lyrically that it didn't 
a fabricated like sound or something that was like just an unnaturally made sound didn't fit this record at all it fit like other music for me in the past and like um will probably fit music of mine in the future but for this one record i just i didn't want i wanted everything to be real and raw and and organic what was the most challenging part about it making the whole thing hmm the most challenging part about making the whole thing was probably the writing side um because it all did come from such a hurt place mm. um that the writing side was definitely difficult again it's a very peaceful outlet for me it is so fucking cold <laughs> in so this studio I'm oh so my sorry. fucking good god um <laughs> like freezing either way too cold or way I mean, too hot there's there's no no between. Between. it like just came back on too because i was fine <laughs> it like hurts it's so cold in here like i'm literally gonna go buy blankets and it like After hand this. those things hand I can warmers? rub together, hand warmers. Like, like. Oh God, I'm getting like New Jersey flashbacks at like the tubing mountain. It's um, freezing. <laughs> um, but yeah, a very helpful. And uh, again, it was very healing for me. Well, it hurts before it gets better, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Which song was the most challenging to write? I would say my side of the bed. Um, just because I was so in in love and in that relationship and just wanted it to work so bad. I just want, I, but I also was, I was, I think I connect the two like my addiction and that relationship uh a bit and i think like letting go of that also came with growing in my recovery because i felt that the two were very related um if that makes any sense oh. yeah so yeah as as i you know kind of got stronger in that process, I got stronger of being on my own, but I mean, there's still times that that song really hurts and thinking about it really hurts. That makes me really sad. When you look back now, are you happy? Not happy, but glad that it ended. Can you see the positive in that relationship coming to a close? Yes, I can. That's does this song even though it still hurts does it at least allow you to put a period or close a chapter yeah i'm definitely like i think it's taken a bit harder for me this time or a bit longer for me this time but i am and i see i see i see why we're not good together and i see why it just it like two wrongs just don't make it right at that's, all 
do you think you're gonna look at love differently yeah i'm definitely way more scared of it i now it's kind of the word i wanted to use in my question but like i was i'm definitely like yeah I'm at a weird place with it right now where I mean I'm I'm by myself and I'm I'm glad being by myself. I'm fine being by myself. I'm it happy looks amazing being by on myself. You, sister. Thank you so much. I'm I'm <laughs> like I I've had like a full year and a half to focus on me and my recovery and my music and my music has never been better in my opinion and I've never been better in my opinion. I've never I've I have not felt this happy. And I didn't even really know that I was happy until like I had to like be told and I like told this is what happiness is like because mm -hmm. I'm like, am I supposed to expect something more like that? Sometimes I, I but I, that I don't want anything more. This is exactly I'm so happy with my life. I'm happy that things are calm. I have I'm happy that things are normal. You know, um, I also then like sometimes try to deny myself of the happiness or like try to like correct myself when I think I'm happy but I am genuinely happy and and um I feel like I haven't been disconnected to who I really am since I was very young when, when did you decide that you needed to make a change or things weren't right um it was a few months after my grandmother Loretta had passed away and in 2020 um but um i was it really i think it takes hitting complete rock bottom mm -hmm. before anything can get better in some cases i think it just takes that happening and i found myself extremely alone and had pushed away a lot of people and had hurt a lot of people and had just so much self-hatred and I wanted to, it to change. I also like for so long had wanted to not be alive anymore. And um, there was a specific moment that I kind of just thought to myself, if I don't get help now, you're going to kill yourself. Like if you don't call right in this moment, you are going to kill yourself. So you, if, if you want, if you want to be alive and like, then you need to call and get help. And I was really scared and I noticed that I was scared and I noticed that something inside me actually was sad about wanting to die and knew that that was sad and knew that that shouldn't be the case and knew that I like could turn this around maybe is what I thought like maybe things could get better um and so I just picked up the phone in that one specific moment um and it was very late at night actually and I called my psychiatrist and I and I got the help that I needed and I just got to let everything out and tell a lot of truth and like it felt good in that moment to like tell the truth and like be open and honest 
Now, you you mentioned your grandmother in the beginning. How does she play into this? Because I know the last song on the album is Loretta's song, right? Yes. Um, I think losing my grandma really um, was the final breaking point. And I kind of, everything that I was struggling with multiplied following her death. Um, I felt so guilty and so like I had called more, but because of, you know, because of the pandemic, we weren't able to go into her building um, for months before her passing because someone in one of uh, the, uh, someone who lived in her building got sick and they, they shut it down. So we couldn't, we couldn't get in, she couldn't get out. We would like, my mom would drive by the window and they would wave to each other, but I had never driven by the window and waved to her. Or I had never, I, I had called, but I didn't call as many times as I feel like I felt like I could have. There was just a lot of guilt surrounding that. I also, um, my mom's an only child and my mom was adopted. Um, she lost her dad at 19 and I knew my mom's biggest fear was losing her mom. My, my biggest fear is losing my mom. Um, and I knew that she, that when that day came, I would need to be there for her. Um, the way she's been for me my entire life. And I wasn't. And, uh, I was very isolated and furthered myself from everybody else um, and went deeper into my addiction and got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, but I almost feel like it was something, you know, I feel like the voice that I must have heard in my head at the time of telling me to get help at times must have come from her. Mm -hmm. um, I get a lot of signs from her all the time and I just feel like I can feel her close a lot. And I also feel like I can feel already, I just recently lost um, my dad's mom, August 12th this I'm year. so sorry. Thank you so much. She was so important to me and so funny and so we were very very similar me and mamma um but like i already feel like i can pick up on her but with 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 loretta i really felt this message from her that my mom needed me and that there were people that loved me and that i could save myself and i don't know i woke up and i just i called and i got help and um, it was, it was very fucking hard and it's still fucking hard. Um, but like, I'm, I take it every single day, like day by day. And I, you know, am now that was August. I mean, December, 2020, whenever I made that phone call. So. You should be incredibly proud of yourself. Thank you. I, I am. I am really proud of myself, actually. And I, I never can say that ever about anything. And I, with this one thing, I am extremely proud. 
that in this body of work. Thank you. That is truly exceptional. Thank you. That is attached to a, a period of time in your life that is... I really do think that a lot of people are going to feel understood by the records on this album. Truly. And like you're not alone in... It's at the top of this conversation, we were talking about telling people what they need to do, right? And not taking that advice. But the reality is, like, us having this discussion right now, the records that exist on this album, that's the good. Do you know what I mean? People are going to feel understood. And they go, you know how many people feel guilt the same way you feel guilt in regards to your grandma, Loretta? I mean, that is all the time in regards to so many family members. So you, thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Truthfully. Thank you. Yeah. Because thank there's you for... a, a lot of good that's going to come from it. Thank you. This album in totality, we should listen top to bottom. Yes. Always listen top to bottom. I mean, once I, I mean, once you make that first listen, I guess it's up to you, but I, I, we put a lot of thought into like, the sequencing of this album and um everything comes after one song comes after another on purpose and there's a purpose for everything on this album including the places that they're put in um so i would very much appreciate a full listen through to the album um yeah when you listen back to this album in a few years where do you think your head will go I think this is such a timeless album that I think uh, I'm going to be just as proud as this album in 10, 20, 30, 100 years as I am right now. Um, I think I'll probably, I mean, who knows what will be happening in however many years you said and what I'll be dealing with at that time, but I'm sure I'm gonna, you know, look back and see so much growth from the, you know, topics I'm talking about on this record and the things I went through on this record and, yeah. The things you went through in life that are shared via these songs. Is it, have you accepted the fact that one of the hardest periods in your life so far is attached to some of the most timeless music you've ever made? Um, I mean, have I thought about it? <laughs> have you? Like, yeah, I mean, not in that way, but um, I think in a way that's really beautiful and something I would do. Like, I, I just, that's, that's <laughs> what I write about is what I'm going through. And um, I feel like there's kind of no way around that for me. That's just how I write. That's, again, my outlet. And in that, people are going to identify. You're going to help a lot of people. I hope so. I, 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 I know I, it. I, I wrote a letter to my fans for coming to my... See, now it's warm in here again. <laughs> it's a weird room. I know. And this cat. <laughs> the cat's classic. I'm always holding the cat. <laughs> the cat um, will keep you company. Yeah. Um, I wrote a letter to the fans for coming last night. Exactly. Just... I, want more than oh yeah you didn't you wouldn't know oh, i should have brought you a lyric booklet because i was handing those out you wouldn't know because <laughs> you weren't there 
You wouldn't know. Rose. You you wouldn't know. You didn't come. But what was in the letter? Uh, oh, just that I hope my music can give them a friend and help them heal because that's what music did for me um, or does for me. And I, you, music is so healing. Uh, and I think it offers a friend to everybody. And so I, if I, I, I hope that my music is that to somebody. The hardest part is the album. Please listen to it. Listen top to bottom. Then you can plug out your favorites, you know, listen okay. to it over and over again. Yeah. Top to bottom. You got to do that at least once. I, I, why do people not do that anymore? Are we hang, are we done with this? We're hanging up, right? It is so disrespectful. Wait, what? Us? Yeah, is that what you were saying? Was oh, no, that no. you wrapping it up? No way. Oh. I, was, I was literally just about. Oh. I thought that was you doing yeah. a wrap up. <laughs> but I do think it's disrespectful that people don't listen to full albums. I really do. Well, the sh shuffle is taken off of the uh, Spotify album. Oh, that's right. Because mm -hmm. you listen in order. Miss Adele. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Adele. Thank you, Miss Adele. What are you thinking over there, Daniel? At what point during this album did you realize like the hardest part was what you're going to call it? Because I mean, I can't believe it's your debut album. I feel like we've interviewed you a hundred times. I know. I <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Also, why debut album? Why now? Like, how did you decide it was finally time for it? I I've always wanted the album to come out. I think there's just been so many different factors mm -hmm. of why um, internally team-wise, internally, personally, like just so much. Um, but I mean, I found a team who was extremely passionate and driven to help me get this done, which was extremely important to the process is having people who are genuinely passionate about the music yeah. and, and you and who you are and care about you. So that was number one. Um, but I mean, the music and the identity was there. I've I found who I was. I found what I wanted to say. I I matured enough to, and I'm ha I'm actually so happy that it all turned out this way. I would not have it any other way. I'm so happy. This is my first album. So proud of it. Um, one of the most special times in my entire life was creating this record. Mm. So. Are you hoping that now people see you like 100% for who you are and stop the comparisons or Noah this or Noah that or where she came from or the family and they're like, Noah is just Noah? Yeah, I think now I just don't even care. Yeah. I would assume at this point in your life, you're like... That's the way you should so be. I saw you look up. I, no, yeah, I just, like, at this point, I just don't really give a fuck yeah. what people think. If they listen, if they don't... They're missing out. I, it's not even that I just like I you can't do that you just can't be I, I yeah. just I, I do it for the I just I love writing songs I love music and so like and your music is phenomenal it's, exceptional. it's so fucking good <laughs> thank you so much it really is like one thank of my you. best friends loves you she's like Noah thank is you. incredible I was, I'm like I just gets better and better and better and better thank you so good thank you yes like Thanks. it's please listen to this album uh, Please, it yeah, deserves please. all your time, the hardest part. Um, I mean, is there any pressure for it to have, I don't know, like, what do you determine as success? Because your your music has done pretty well, you know? It's getting cold again. <laughs> Keeping you on your toes here. I know. <laughs> it's a lot of hot and cold. <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> I gotta get that fixed. Freezing. Yeah, like, it's really fucked up. I'm really sorry. It's coming back. No, it's not good. That's not good. We, um, don't, we don't like that. We don't like. That. You know, I'm not putting any pressure on myself with what I want the album to do or how successful it has to be or what uh if it's connecting and i'm seeing it connecting and um people are listening and yeah that's all i'm really thinking about i'm i'm not i i put too much pressure on myself in the past i'm trying to kind of just keep it about the music as of now when you share this with your family is it a way of apologizing or at least explaining how do you see it? Like when you, do you get what I'm saying? Cause they, they were right. Like something like Loretta's song, like your mom was right there with you. Right. When I wrote Loretta's song, it was definitely a form of apology, I think. Um, but also, no, I know that I never have to be sorry for any mistakes I made or anything of, of that kind with my family at all i know that there's no judgment that's beautiful and safe extremely and i mean do you songs, always know that though yeah definitely i mean when you're completely when you feel alone and you're isolating yourself and you're depressed i don't think it's because i mean for me i i never felt like like that um but I mean, with songs like Stand Still, I mean, I think my dad hearing it was just so proud. I mean, we are so similar. And I mean, that's why, I mean, my dad and I have a lot of the same personality traits and mental similarities and how we think and how we feel, emotional similarities. We're very similar. So. You know, everything in Standstill is so true. So, he, I mean, my dad's so extremely proud of the record. I think he feels as if it's kind of an extension of him in a way, because it is. Yeah, Honestly, totally. he inspired it so much. Um, and so, How special is yeah. that for you? So special. I mean, I'm my dad's biggest fan, and um, I don't think I would be the artist I am like, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been an artist at all, probably had my dad not been my dad, but I, I, um, I would say like, I, I wouldn't have made this album or been inspired by the things I'm inspired by if it wasn't for him. Um, and in a way he's one of my main inspirations. Do you sit down and listen with him or do you just give it to him? All and... the time. Well, because he'll be like, sissy, play this one. Sissy, play that one. And he'll sit at the kitchen table and play it on his guitar. It's so cute. That's. Yeah. My dad and I, um, we may or may not have like a little thing together. So that's exciting too. That's. Yeah. That's the first time that's ever happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad, my dad and I have been working on something really special um, that I'm excited to finally be able to talk about soon, which will be beautiful as well. I'm happy to have him a part of anything 
to do with this album and he again he was such a huge inspiration for it so to have him be a part of it in a way was like it had to happen you know so what is that like are you like are you not judgment but like you do you take his notes if he has he doesn't have any sick uh he he just cried wait i have to tell you his only note hold on (laughs) please all right this is his only note whenever i send him songs (laughs) smoking turn it up and turn it loose That's awesome. <laughs> Made loud to be played loud. <laughs> yeah, that's that that was the last song I sent him. Um, yeah, yeah, smoking. Turn it up and turn it loose. <laughs> he's an icon. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's so fucking funny. Did um, you make any of this album back in Nashville or is it all in Los Angeles? It was all in LA. Okay. Um I mean, I would leave Nashville for the song Stand Still and Hardest Part. I had like left Nashville and immediately had to write about it mm-hmm. when I got home to LA. Um, but yeah, no, I hadn't made any music in Nashville. I really want to make music in Nashville. Not like, I mean, I would love to work with people out there, but more meaning because I would love to work from home and have that environment around me and of course working with amazing people out there is such a plus but in a way where I just like can lock myself at home and I love when it rains in Nashville and it's like a warm rain Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but not like a super humid but it's like kind of warm outside and it rains like um we did a lot of like I have a one-year-old nephew so we did a lot of swimming this past that's, trip but like that's so special yeah man. but it was raining while we would swim and it was really fun because it was like the warm rain mm. and um but bear his name is bear he's one years old he's he's amazing yeah. he's so cute he's learning to walk talk run face plants the floor <laughs> like five times a day just gets right back up keeps running falls again keeps running that's that's, that's how you like when do we lose that you're right like that that childhood wonder but also like indestructible energy and yeah. force but, Man, no fear but that's like really special to be around because i think you acquire those elements from family and from children it's and, because they don't know that they can get hurt yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah they have no yeah, idea they have they have no idea they have to get hurt to figure it out they have to yeah oof that's Ooh. it's rough yeah you just wrote a song, my pal. <laughs> it's all yours. Is being Grammy nominated oh God. change the way you, you make music at all? I don't even, I forget that I'm Grammy nominated. <laughs> so when, no, you, so no. when you said that, it sounded so official. Like, oh my God. Um, no, I, it, I think it almost did for a second. Not in like, in a way where like, I was almost going to put pressure on myself. But like, I just like, I like my manager reminds me all the time like you can't make music for that reason there's like you know if if the songs connect and it ends up happening that's amazing but just like keep doing your work keep making your authentic music stay true to who you are um nothing else really matters it's it's great along the way and i and it's something that like i 
it's unbelievable that I am even sitting here talking about being a Grammy nominated artist, but I try again, it's with the pressure. I put so much pressure on myself for everything else that like music has never been pressure. I just don't want it to be that anymore. Good. Yeah. It Good. was pressure for a little while. I feel like it felt, it felt like to me for a minute, it felt a bit dreadful. Like, cause I felt dreadful. I just felt a lot of dread waking up in the morning. And so it just, it all felt very hard. But like this album, I I just thank you for one, utilizing it as a tool to get out of it, right? Or to help manage whatever I want to hit through. you with this pillow. Why? What I don't I do? know. I just wanted to like. Do it. Fucking Well, I don't want to like. Do what you want. There's, it, give a shit. there's a lot of stuff around. I can't do it while you're thinking. No. <laughs> I I wanted to do it while you were talking. <laughs> you should have fucking done it. I really wanted That's to. That's so funny. I just wanted to like hit him in the face with this pillow. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till you're not expecting it. Because <laughs> now that I know I can, I was afraid I was like gonna knock something over. Oh, no, break something. It's but, fine. Yeah, break something. Most of this shit doesn't work anyway. The, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But seriously, uh, no. The hardest part is such a beautiful album and a, bo a beautiful box. <laughs> 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 you miss me every time. I know, please <laughs> my water bottle. Like, uh, I miss you the every time because I'm trying to avoid the microphone. Hit that too. He's gonna like I hit I hit the curtain. The hardest part is the album debut album. Listen to it. Amazon Music. Link in the description below to grab it on any DSP. What are you thinking? Final thoughts? Yes, I'm gonna. I have a few quick things. One, you <laughs> said that "Ready to Go" was July's cousin song. Mm -hmm. How are they related? Mm. Um, I'd seen a lot of similarity lyrically, um, but also I saw a lot of growth in who I was as a person. Um, it felt like the song had kind of flipped. Mm -hmm the script and um i just came from a very much more confident place but they both had a lot of similarities um emotionally and and lyrically i said cousins because they were also about separate situations um and hold entirely different meaning to me and have complete separation uh, like I feel like I have little com song compartments like <laughs> everywhere um, but I definitely wanted to kind of call back to July I heard I heard those similarities lyrically and emotionally and um, yeah cool but it wasn't until it was done and you were listening back that you realized um there was kind of you know when I was writing it whenever I started going with the soul go if you're ready to go yeah make your move no i won't follow i was like sitting there with pj um and we kind of sometimes when we're writing we'll like sing about in percocet worst of your mistakes or kind of that calls back to our ep the worst of you the song on the worst of you or like little different things so we'll find little similarities in different songs that like we could kind of easter egg it but they start as subconscious no i mean kind of subconscious and then we'll 
we discussed it a little bit, but not like like where we like made it like this song will be uh. a second July. It was very just very similar and guitar and yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it was just very it's kind of more nonchalant than like a whole deep meaning to it. It's more like Oh yeah, we sing the worst of you and whatever, and I just sing the worst of your mistakes. That would be really cool. And <laughs> you know, like July. Why can't I even think of those lyrics in July? What is July? Um, Googie it. Uh, July is uh, go go go. I, I'll go July if I'll go. Pack my bags. I'm singing the ready to go melody. I can't not. What part of the song do you want me to remind the you? The part that says the go part. That that is. Related to ready to go, July. I've been holding my breath. I've been counting to sun over somebody. If you want me to leave, then tell me to, to leave, and baby, and baby I'll, I'll go. go. <laughs> so yeah, so the yeah, and baby I'll go. So this one was yeah, I'll go if you're ready to go. Yeah, make your move. No, I won't follow it. It's inevitable. No, 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 whatever. It's a universe. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. It's just like a universe of Noah's Harris. It's nothing. Nothing too deep. <laughs> but listen you, to it. You had something else? Yes. You <laughs> keep trying to cut him off. <laughs> you said, I'm going to run through these quick. You said that you were writing, you had plans to write with one of One, Direction, one Direction's biggest writers. You said that in the L Song Association. Did you ever get to do that? No. Mm, it's a bummer. I know. Who was it? Ed Sheeran? I, that would be really sick, huh? Yeah. I would love to work with Ed. Um, uh, rumor has it he watches our show. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> then it has to happen because I would love to work with Ed Sheeran. It would be really sick. I, I actually, I would. How sick would it be to have Ed Sheeran on Loretta's song? Ooh. That's what I was thinking. Is like Ed Sheeran mm. would sound beautiful on Loretta's song. I've thought that a couple times, but it's also very. Again, you said like this album is very like made for me. Yes, it's a very like specific, personal album that like it's yours I'm sure I'm sure yeah that's kind of how I feel yeah. I'm like and how did I'm not even gonna say his name because I don't remember but the guy from ben Death, Death Cab for Cutie he ended up on the album you know what we were discussing features and I was so set on a no feature album and I was like except <laughs> if you have a contact and can get me to fucking meet Ben Gibbard and write a song with Ben. I am such a big fan. I would die to have him to be a part of this record. Like, it, he he was a huge inspiration lyrically. I'm such a huge fan of him as a songwriter and artist. Um, and so he was a lot of inspiration. I mean, I just listened to a lot of their music and Ben's personal records as well. Like, his solo shit. Um, so do you go in with, with him and also the postal service? I was listening to kind of all of his projects. Sorry, go ahead. But will you go in with an idea for a song? Do you send him something finished? Do you go in with nothing? I flew to Seattle and and we wrote the song together That's in sick. Seattle and we recorded our vocals live together in a room. So wow. Mike and Mike just looking at each other. It was such a cool uh, experience as a fan. Um, I've, I've never experienced anything like it. So. That's really sick. Yeah. I now, I kind of now know, like, I mean, I had felt being a fan before with like Ben Howard and Arctic Monkeys, but I had really gotten that like fan experience because I've, I've, I've never really been on that side of it before. You, you got to listen to the hardest part. Except for with One Direction what, what? and Justin Bieber. I was, I was a super fan. Uh, 
I just want to say, like, you could have taken shortcuts on this album. You did not. Mm-hmm. All the sounds are real. You could have done that that feature from a remote studio. You flew there to look this man in the eyes. Listen to this album. The hardest part. There's a link in the description below. You put time, care, love, and effort into this body of work because it is you. It is yours forever. Thank you for sharing it. So Thank good. you for having me. Thank so, you. so good. Thank you. Do you have any other questions? Your Against the Wind cover was also phenomenal. Oh my God. Th- Wait, okay, because I haven't seen it. Well, well, can we watch it together after I this? would love to. <laughs> and we have to We have to do it in honor of my grandma, Mama, who just recently passed. Oh, she, did you cover that for her? I did. Well, you know what's interesting? I covered it before I went to go see her. I That was like right before I went. And I got um, the audio of the performance sent to my phone and I played it for her in the hospital. And she asked to have it put on her phone because Against the Wind was her favorite song the year it came out. I believe it was, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I wanna say like 74 or 76. This is like 1980, but this could be wrong. Oh, 80 maybe? She was saying like in the 70 area. That, no, 87, is it 87? Listen, it's around there. (laughs) I'm looking for it, hold on. Wait, really? Against the wind. Against the wind, Bob Seeger. It says 1980. Oh, it might be. It might have been. Yeah, but 80. that's not that far off from the 70s, sisters. Like that's like. Well, if 87 is pretty far off from the 70s. Yeah, but 19 is it 80 or 87? April 1980. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. she wasn't far off. No, she was. Um, but she she just was like, Billy Ray, do you remember when this song came out and we'd play it and we'd hear it on the radio and we'd turn it up, play it in the car? She had so many memories. This she was feeling so bad that she just wanted to sleep all the time but when she heard music she really came to life and that's another point to how much music is just so healing Um, what what was her reaction when you played her back your cover she loved it she wanted to hear my version i was like okay can we listen to bob singer now no no no, i want to hear your version um but she loves that song and she loved my cover she thought it was so beautiful and she loved the piano she was a beautiful piano player organ too she played incredibly um so yeah she loved the piano and i was saying that's you mamma on the piano (laughs) you know um so yeah i haven't seen that yet and it just recently came out so i i would love to see it so good oh thank you Mm -hmm. music's so incredibly personal i thank you again for sharing it you've 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 um wrapped this interview three times (laughs) (laughs) what else is new this is the story of my life i like it I could talk to you for hours, and so could he. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. could listen to you tell stories all day. What did I say when I said autobiography? Uh, I actually wrote it down in case we needed to take it out. <laughs> Auto, oh no, actually my computer autocorrected it to the correct word. What so. did I say? Autobiography. I, I think I just like got all tongue twisted and like, I don't even know what I said. Well, we'll find out. We'll go back great. and watch. Yeah, we'll it. send you a clip that it's just that on repeat. Yeah. You're doing it over and over again. Great. You that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> Please listen sorry. to the hardest part. <laughs> no, sorry, love you. Thank Later. you so much. You're the best. I wish I had something to throw at you, but I don't. <laughs> now I actually have to throw this water bottle. <laughs> Hey there, beautiful human. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation with Noah Cyrus. I genuinely appreciate it. The hardest part of her debut album is out now. Listen to it, please. And also, subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and let us know who you should talk to next. That's Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. I really appreciate you beyond. 
if you need anything. We're always around. Now be safe. Hug your family if you can and don't go to jail. And keep listening to music because I'm telling you, it helps make the world go round. I'll talk to you soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.